Hello and welcome to Bright Blue Dot. I'm Thomas Jelly and today it's my pleasure to be welcoming Katie Sherritt. Katie is the General Counsel and Company Secretary at Cambridge University Press and Assessment. Katie, hello and a very warm welcome. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me to join you. Looking forward to our chat. Katie, thank you. It's great to have you. I'd like to wind the clock back a little bit and ask you, what was your first ESG or sustainability related role? Actually, sustainability, if you think of it in broad terms, could encompass aspects of my role as a general counsel and a senior counsel prior to that and all the way through my legal career, in fact, where I've had involvement with various compliance issues and initiatives and activities in the organisations I've worked for. So the things that particularly spring to mind that are very relevant from a human rights perspective are things like uh, anti-bribery and corruption work and data privacy program type work. So those are things that I got involved with quite early on in my career. I've been an ethics champion in previous organisations. So that's probably going back kind of 15 years. But I don't think I thought about it as being a sustainability related role at the time. It's with hindsight that I can see that that was contributing to those kinds of activities more formally in terms of, of wearing a sustainability hat that happened about four years ago when I joined Cambridge University Press as it then was before it merged with another part of the university Cambridge Assessment and I became the executive board sponsor on sustainability particularly focused on environmental sustainability initially but that's broadened out now. In your experience in particular in your current role what's been the most impactful part of your work? Has it been getting grips with materiality, getting hold of stakeholders, the positioning or external expertise? What's been the most helpful and meaningful to you? I think lots of things that have been impactful. If I think about impactful to me personally, I think getting to grips with the GHG work was extremely daunting initially. It felt very technical very data-focused and a strange mix of uh, rigorous and imprecise at the same time, which for a lawyer is the most uncomfortable of zones to be in and I think has been a real growth opportunity for me personally in terms of learning how to cope with, with that and get comfortable with it and learn how to still move the needle and help people to help our organisation make progress and hopefully have some wider influence as well. So. That's an area that does jump out at me and we have had significant external support with that, both from colleagues at the university, but also with consultants who've come in to help. And then the other area that I have found challenging is to think about what sustainability means generally, but particularly for our organisation and how to frame that in a way that creates enough of a framework for us to feel that we're being rigorous about how we're thinking about it, but also enables us to personalise it, individualise it for our organisation so our colleagues can see how what we do fits in with that agenda. And that's something that you've very much helped us with, Thomas, but we're also getting some additional help now, thanks to recommendations from you, working with the UN Global Compact team on their accelerator programme, which kicks off formally shortly but but I know some of the materials that we've already been starting to get through that engagement has been really helpful for helping me and our head of sustainability frame things in a more compelling way for our colleagues it's that balance of doing stuff getting on with things but also 
helping tell the story about why you're doing them that is a really tricky balance to to always have in mind great fun working with you and your head of sustainability earlier in the year but i wonder whether for our audience and there will be a a number of lawyers including in-house counsel who like you have responsibility for esg i wonder whether you could tell us a little bit more of the detail of getting comfortable could you tell us a little bit more about how you have dealt with that through the lens of somebody with many years experience as in-house counsel i've always found networks talking to others who are in the same position reaching out to to experts like yourself and others really helpful for gaining confidence and talking to peers who are in the same position which has been particularly facilitated through my involvement with lawyers for net zero has been enormously helpful for us basically sharing the same challenges around a lack of confidence and discomfort around the nebulousness of some of this and everyone's finding their way through nobody's getting this right all the time we're all terrified of greenwashing you know it's all of those lawyer perspectives on things can can be quite paralyzing and just talking to other people about it has been incredibly helpful I'm also a big fan of educating myself so I've been reading and reading and reading trying to work out what to read because there's so much it's kind of overwhelming so finding a few good sources a few key sources doing some short courses online I'm currently doing a course with the Cambridge Institute for Sustainability Leadership which is much more in depth I'm doing a postgraduate certificate and I can feel my confidence growing significantly through that as well because that's you know that's that's going into a lot more detail but you definitely don't don't need that kind of level of detail to get stuck in and do some things that are really useful for in-house teams particular engagement with your contracting models your clauses that you use to engage with third parties is a really good starting point it's an obvious comfort zone to some extent those both those clauses are quite challenging but looking at the chancery lane project and the materials they have there has been great for me and my team to feel like we're doing something that we're that's in our wheelhouse in terms of getting involved. But obviously there's way more, way more things to be thought about in terms of sustainability and where we can make an impact. I wonder if looking back, there is something specific that you know now that you wish you had known, say four years ago when you came into this new role. I would give myself the advice of not worrying about it which I think probably came through in my previous answer that nobody has all the answers on this and of course there's going to be people who've been working in this space for many more years but that doesn't mean you can't get started so I would tell myself to just get stuck in and and not worry about it so much and and that sometimes I will give the wrong answer but being prepared to live with that and own up to it when that happens I mean we're, co- we're constantly discovering things that we didn't get quite right particularly on things like GHG there's always some bit of data that we didn't have before that's come out of the woodwork in some distant part of the organization you know that kind of thing is you know being prepared to engage with it in a really constructive positive way talk to loads of people engage colleagues think about 
what really matters and try and get involved in projects that move the needle with those that make sense in your organisation. Those would be the things I'd say to myself if I could go back four years. Looking in the other direction towards the future, what burning sustainability question do you still have? For our organisation, the next stage that will really move the needle for us is thinking about how our core mission, delivering education and research and learning can be more clearly woven in with the sustainability agenda. And I think that's all going to come down to measuring our impact and increasing our impact. And that kind of data on educational outcomes is so much more tricky than it is in the GHG space. So even though we've had a huge learning journey on on greenhouse gas emissions and how you baseline, measure, make progress on those, they're data points that are much more obvious than where you're measuring educational impact. And for us, our core value is around educational impact. And fortunately, I have a colleague who's our new global director of climate education who's going to be much better equipped to think about that and more focused on it than than me. But that'll be something we're working closely together on. Getting to a robust plan around scope three, not just our target, but how we deliver on it is an ongoing issue. I'm thinking about getting the balance right where we focus our resources between what we can do as an organisation versus what we do in collaboration with others in our industry and beyond. And that's going to be a big focus over the next year and beyond that too. So those are the two key areas, I think. Katie, thank you. I sincerely hope that we'll stay in touch and speak again in a year or so's time to find out how you've been getting on. For now, Katie, thank you very much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thomas. I really enjoyed our discussion.